It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationship, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Welcome to the Brandon Patrick Show. I want to remind you guys that you can find me at brandonpatrick.com. Also, Brandon underscore Patrick on Instagram. And then look for the Brandon Patrick Show on, on YouTube. And find us on TikTok as well at the Brandon Patrick Show. So go follow us. Um, go listen. We have all kinds of content there. And go check it out. So I want to. I have a special guest here today I'm really excited about. I'm I'm blessed and lucky enough to have him as a family member. He's my brother-in-law, uh, Michael. Um, and I actually I named my son after my dad, who's named Michael. But I also named my son after Michael, who's named Michael. So, um, so I'm really excited to have him on. And um, I just want to say before we get going, when I thought about having you on, Michael, um, I was just telling you this. I I didn't know where to go with this episode because. Um, your mind is so freaking incredible <laughs> and just your self learning and discovery and you, you almost more than I, I would say anybody I know are on a journey of growth and learning and spirituality. And I just admire you for that and appreciate you for that. And, and I think a lot of that stems from all of your life experience and everything that you've been through um, for good and bad. Yeah. And um, I like, I've learned so much from, I, I can just talk to Michael for like <laughs> just a little bit. And it's like, Holy, like, I don't know if I fully understand that, but my soul kind of understands it. Um, so anyways, that's my brother-in-law, Michael, Michael, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to have you. Thank you. Um, so the first question I have for you is kind of a a, a big one, um, and, and it'll help us get a little bit of context and background to your story. Um, you were raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as I was too, um, and you were raised in a very religious home. Yes. Um, and so my question is, what, one, of the, one of my favorite topics to talk about with you is sexuality, and um, just healthy sexuality and what that means. Um, my question is, is how did religion and the views of sexuality it, within that religion influence your perception of a higher power, um, your perception of self? What was that journey like for you? That's a great question. That's a big question. Mm -hmm. um, I would say the interesting thing about sex and sexuality for me is like I never I always felt really deeply connected to the church to like I loved going to church I loved singing in church especially was mm -hmm. like the thing and that's where I felt like the spirit of God and could like undeniable this specific feeling when you would resonate in that music at church singing yeah. about God felt really good 100% yes yeah and singing with my family and this mm -hmm. like there was a very specific and tangible feeling quality to it yes that I just could not deny and I would get that when people would like bear their testimony or mm -hmm. like specific things where I could like recognize that feeling quality in other people uh-huh um, but the issue that I came across is like as I started to grow older and realizing like, oh, I'm actually like, attracted to men and mm -hmm. the church, like that's not okay in this culture. But then I had this really weird thing of like, okay, the church says that 
that gay people are essentially like fundamentally broken is the way mm -hmm. that I viewed it when I was young. And but, which which is what they say, which is what they say. Yeah, yeah it is what they still Let's say. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and the, the problem that I had with that is like, how can I know so deeply like this fundamental resonance of truth mm. and of love and this connection to God that I have directly with myself and then like still feel that like when I'm expressing my sexuality, but then not be able to like, how how is it that I am so wrong? Like how, how that's is it pretty that screwed up. Yeah. Like, like it's pretty like here you are uh, just you yeah. and who you, and such an important big part of who you are with your yeah. sexuality yet. And, and knowing like, or at least feeling like this thing is true over here. I think yeah. it feels right. But then it's telling me that I'm so wrong. Well, I think the big thing was like everything about sex is wrong. And that was the really weird... not just homosexuality, yeah, just sex in general. Yes. Like everything about sex and sexuality is wrong and dirty. But then like, my own relationship with my body how is that wrong and dirty like how is that bad like, yeah how is me like giving to myself and like enjoying my body a bad thing that's very and wise that was the one that i kept like coming back to and this is actually the i think that this is the thing that saved me and actually was able to help me save my spirituality from getting just tossed out with the religion because i had this whole thing of like well, I know who and what I am and like, I know what feels right to me. And so why is there this social structure that's telling me that everything that I think is wrong because of this one little thing yeah, like, yeah. that is fundamental to humans that right. is like good, but only in a specific context when the story is right. How did you know that, Michael? I How don't did you... know. It's just inside of you. It was just in me. Yeah. Well, and I think it was just coming down to pleasure. Like we demonize pleasure right. or in the Mormon culture demonizes pleasure. Right. And that's where I had this really hard time with like, actually, isn't pleasure a good thing? But like... this is like, you're taught, you are so resilient because yeah. most of my clients, yeah. they don't know who they are yeah. and they're waiting for the church to tell them who they are. And the church is saying, pleasure's bad. Don't be sexual. So they take on just massive amounts of guilt and shame and because they're they're sexual beings yep. at all. And then, all then they just spin out in, I just am bad. That's all. <laughs> that's all I am is this yeah. disgusting pervert who's just bad. Yeah. You know, but there was something inside of you. And I don't know if it's wisdom from a past life mm -hmm. or what it was, Michael, but yeah. there was something inside of you that was like, no, like I'm okay. Well, I think honestly, the thing that I come keep coming back to with that is I it was music from an early age. Huh. Like my one of my earliest memories, and I actually don't think it's my memory. I think it was my mom's memory that she gave me. <laughs> but she talks about when we moved here to Utah. So originally from Southern California, when we moved to Utah, uh, when you move into a new ward, you know everybody gives out, stands up, and gives a talk like right. the whole family. And the whole family's giving, standing up and giving talks, but I was only two and a half, three at the time. So, but I was like, hey, why does everybody else get a talk and I don't get a talk? Like, that's crap. <laughs> right. But like, I can't talk. I don't know. I'm three years old. Uh, but I sang. Like, I was like, no, I'm going to sing. Okay. And that's yeah. one of my earliest memories is like singing. And singing always had this uh, quality of wholeness to it. Hmm. And so when I'm singing and I'm feeling whole and that's the same resonance that I get when I'm feeling the spirit or like when I'm right. feeling connected to other people. And so having that like fundamental like, wait, actually, no, I'm OK. And and so you can't tell me that I'm it was wrong. almost like it grounded you in yeah. that in, in the, when you were feeling that music, it's like things are OK. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay. They're, That's like, beautiful. There's nothing wrong with me in this moment. I am whole and I am good. 
Wow. And so to have that as like a guiding star. And so when people are trying to tell me that like, actually what you think and do is wrong. And then I go back and be like, well, okay, but so you might be right. But then why do I feel like, how, how can, how is it that I can feel this same kind of energy in that space then? Right. Like, right. How, how can that work? Think about that. Like yeah. God, think about God. Yeah. Like if we believe God is love, yeah. why, why at church do you have to overcome people telling you you're so wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, you're, yeah. I, I just picture you as a little kid singing there, feeling the spirit, wanting to be there singing yes. and communing with others who are resonating in that same place. But then there's these other voices like, yeah, but you suck. Yeah, yeah. but you're not okay. Yeah, but you'll never fit in unless yeah. if unless you totally change who you are completely. Yeah. Then you can then you can belong here. Yeah. Right? Right. And this what? is why I think my spirituality was able to be separated out from this religious aspect because I view religion more as a set of social structures where spirituality is really personal and yes. individual to the Amen. Person. And so I had this deep sense of spirituality from a young age. I didn't know what to call it, but I had that. And so as this social structure is trying to hijack that truth in order to sell me lies, uh -huh. I was like, no, 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 no. Sorry, friends. I'm not going like, to drink I know that, that in. Yeah. Yes. I already know that truth. You can't try to sell it to me. Like, right. I already have it. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I think too, Michael, I mean, just knowing your mom and dad as yeah. well as I do, yeah. um, you were blessed with parents who provided some safety for you to be able to say, 100%. no, I'm not going to drink that in versus parents who would like shove that down your throat. Sure. Right. Sure. And, and yes, they were involved in the culture of the church and all yeah. that, but at the same time, they were safe enough to say like, yeah. I love you anyways. Right. Well, right? And that's like my mom. So like when I ended up coming out finally, um, like talking to my dad about it. He was after my mom. I talked to my mom first. Well, that's a tricky story. I was outed to my mom, actually. Oh, my, really? Yeah. My stepdad uh, read my mail. So oh, had, my God. It was after I had come out to my sister. So I had all three of my sisters. They were living in Hawaii at the time. I didn't, know, I didn't know this story, oh, Michael. Story? Oh, my <laughs> sorry, gosh. Sorry. Okay. I don't know if I want to hear it. I it's mean, great. I, oh. It's awesome. So yeah. they were... Uh, all three of my sisters were in the same place, and uh, I was like, well, I'm not going to have this opportunity for a long time because you guys were living in Hawaii. Right. So I told all three of them together, and they were all very supportive. I kind of got this gamut of responses from like, oh, I had no idea to like, I thought so to like, yeah, I was for sure I knew that that was going to be the case. By the way, I was yeah. in the camp of <laughs> yeah. like, okay, yeah. just come out with it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. Um, so then uh, – Liz and Jenny went back to Hawaii and um, Liz wrote me a letter. It was either Liz, I think it was Liz, wrote me a, like a little card and sent it to the house. And uh, my stepdad, he- Who was a total, complete jackass, by he, the way. Yeah. He, Just a, a, a toxic, patriarchal yeah. idiot. Yeah. I don't have any feelings toward him <laughs> no, there. No feelings. But yeah. Not at all. Um, he was reading my mail, unbeknownst to me. And he, so he opened that letter and read it from Liz and Liz was just saying like, I'm so proud of you, la, 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 la. And so then he gave it to my mom and then my mom like out of the blue calls me and was like, I'm coming down, like we have to meet right now. Oh my God. Yeah, so anyway, that was the whole thing. Wow. It's great. We, yeah. That was rocky for a little bit, but she was good about it. Um, My dad was actually the one that was really beautiful surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I called him, I was terrified. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, what is this going to look like? Um, And I will never forget that conversation because he had a really terrible relationship with his father right to the point where there's a lot of really awful stories there and but he uh he said i don't understand but i don't want to lose you wow 
Wow. Yeah. And so he's basically like, my love is more important toward you and yeah. for you is more important than what my feelings yeah. or confusion is here. Yeah. And that was him really harnessing his shadow yes. because he had all of this pain and trauma from his father, misunderstanding him and not wanting to connect. That's with him interesting. And not Michael. wanting to be with him. Yeah. And then when he was presented with that same opportunity of you can respond in this negative wow. way that you don't understand, he chose a different path. Wow. And that had a profound impact on my life. And my absolutely. Ability to be Holy cow. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, Okay, so let's move forward. So yeah. you're feeling music, you're feeling yeah. this confusion. Um, you, how old were you when when you came out? Uh, I was eighteen, you're, nineteen. Okay, and like at that. this point, your spirituality was very separate from the church. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you had kind of let the church go a long time. Before yeah. That. I had kind of started laughing at the doctrine side of it of like, okay, all of these stories are cool, but like, can we just go and sing? <laughs> like, that was kind of my, my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love all of these stories. Awesome. Yeah. Good for you. But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to admit something to you. I actually, I don't want to, it's embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you just kind of, just kind of how it, how it was, you know, yeah. before you came out, yeah. I remember laying in bed with Jenny, your sister, yeah, and having this conversation. And this was years and years ago. And the conversation went something like this. It was, honey, I don't know if I can go, if Michael were to ever get married to a man, mm, I remember. This. I don't know if I can go to his wedding because yeah. I love him so much. I can't support him <laughs> to be a sinner and I can't support him to be to do something bad. So I can't go do yeah. I can't go there. Yeah. That makes me sick. That I even was having those conversations yeah. like that, saying I can't go support you, um, and and I can't go be there for you because yeah. I was buying into this dogma <laughs> and this doctrine that was about shaming you yep. and and saying you're not okay as you are, yeah. right? Well, and I have a really great way of thinking about that that I just recently came upon. So there's this idea in, especially in the. LDS church about like the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Now, there's a really interesting logical implication in that that people don't think about. What that means is that I know what is best for you and that you should know what is oh, best for me. Oh, interesting. I'm going to do unto you what I think is best for you. Oh, that's so prideful. Yeah. Yeah. But there's actually a way you can flip it. If you just flip it all into negative terms, it's what's called the silver rule. So this is don't do unto others what you wouldn't want them to do unto you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so much more powerful. I like that. Because it doesn't presuppose that I know anything about you. Right. And it just says that I don't want you to stab me, so I'm not going to stab you. I'm not bringing my judgments to the table. Yeah. I'm not bringing my perceptions. Yeah. I'm bringing love yeah. toward you. And I'm starting with a blank slate yeah. about where you're coming from. And yeah. I'm just oh, going to treat so you as a better. human. Yes. And I'm just going to do my best towards you as a human instead of trying to presuppose that but I doesn't, know. But the dogma kind of uh, – it it – makes that impossible because yeah. because it's i already know i already know well, what's right yeah. i already know what you need yeah. i already know who you are so therefore i'm going to tell you because that's the only plan of happiness well and that's where it, it's like insidious from the very beginning of the foundation of how it is sold to church members is like we are the one true church we know what is best for everyone right and everyone else is 
a sinning apostle, like apostates. So like right. everyone else has some kind of less than. So it's it starts by fragmenting society of like we are the only ones. The that world can, is evil, and we have it. Wrong. Yes. Instead of going like actually, we are all common children of God, and we are all connected, and we, we are all, all are deserving of love. <laughs> yeah. Like what maybe a... we should start there. Yes. From our commonalities, rather than starting from our differences. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To fragment yourself from and then position yourself above that, mm -hmm. that to me, I don't, I don't know. That to me does he not was. sound like Jesus Christ's gospel no. to me. No, right? it's a, it's a subtle, it's a very small twist yes. and that makes the world of difference. Right. Yes. Okay. So I want, I want to know. So as you're, as you're discovering that music really is, Yes. is so important to grounding you and connecting oh, yeah. you to a higher power. Um, you know, and, 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 and dealing with kind of the culture and your sexuality. Yeah. Um, how did this work for you to really in, in a positive way to help you develop even more a sense of self and a, a sense of self-acceptance toward your sexuality? Mm, interesting question. Because it, yeah. it provided challenge for you, right? 100%. It provided some like, how do I fit into this? Right. Yeah. Well, and that was the interesting thing with music is, uh, so like music is a way that you can demonstrate skill. Okay. Right. Like it's a way in which I can show that I have value in a world that was telling me that I didn't have it. Okay. But when I can like sing in a certain way or play an instrument in a certain way that is just undeniably good, yes. like undeniably powerful. Beautiful. Yeah, beautiful and like really technically challenging and skillful. Like clearly I've put a lot of time and energy and practice into this. When you can do that, then it really changes the way in which people relate to you. Interesting. So it's like, I can't be completely worthless because I can do this thing that you can't. Interesting. Like, Interesting. And you have to respect the fact that I can do this just as well, if not better. Than Your you. ears are hearing it. Like, like here it is. And, yeah. and it's not it, – it, so it is kind of a prideful thing of like, yeah, look at this thing that I can do. But it's where you could yeah. hang hang your self-worth on a little yeah. bit of like I can create beauty, beauty yeah. and I can I can give to, to people and yeah. serve this way. Like it's – like I can do that. And yep. you can't – you can judge my, my – judge me, yeah. judge my sexuality, judge everything about me all you want. Yeah. But this one part's good at least. Look. So I can't be rotten to my full core. Wow. Yeah. Oh my God. So it really I bet that me. was yeah. so important for you totally. in those moments. And especially yeah. doing like the other music stuff that I did in this high-end competitive performance art stuff where it was very much this macho masculine kind of environment. Yes. Like it was the bros. Like, right. <laughs> and so to be in that space, I had to kind of assert my uh, my right to be in such a masculinized space. Interesting. Which was a really weird thing for me. Like, oh, for it, sure. Like, I don't really belong there, right. but you have no choice but to respect my skill. Yeah. And so that's where this, like, displays of skill are now kind of something that I look for if I'm looking to, do I respect somebody or do I, like, value their opinion? It's like, what skills can you display? Oh, interesting. Because talk is cheap. That's and true. And opinions are everywhere. That's true. Right? And that's so true. I, like... And this kind of comes down to it. Brene Brown is actually the one that I got this idea from where she has this whole TED talk on vulnerability. Obviously, she has a bunch of – Right, right. She has this one phrase in particular that like if you're not in the arena yourself getting your ass kicked, I don't care about your opinion. Amen. <laughs> yes. And so – And that I agree. comes down to skill. If you can't demonstrate it with skill, I don't care. 
if you're sitting on the sidelines as a critic, yeah, who just wants to sit there and 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 judge, yeah, which is great. I mean, we need critics. That's great. They but, have value to some degree, but but they don't earn respect. They don't necessarily like they can respect. criticize, they can do all that, but yeah. they don't earn any any respect. No, yeah. So so those judging you about who you are and yeah. what you should be and all those things, it's like great. You can have your opinions, sure, but you know what? I can get in the arena. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can get. You know, I can play some music. Yeah. Let me create music. Voila. For you. Yeah. Boom. It's like, let me create music for you. And then you tell me that I don't know the spirit of God. Oh. Like, Ooh. let me sing for you or let me play for you. And then you tell me that I don't know who oh, I am. Oh, man. Brief. You give me the chills right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. You cannot there. deny this. You can't deny it. Yeah. You cannot uh, deny man, it. that is awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, like what you're talking about to me, um, uh, uh, what really gets in the way of real spirituality is is our heady overthinking mm. stuff yeah like when when i'm trying to um logically and rationally heady tell you exactly what god is i'm not feeling god mm. yeah but but when beyond beyond that when i'm able to recognize that yes i'm in my ego and yeah. in my head and i can surrender that over and i can just feel then I feel God and music. I, you keep talking about music, music yeah. almost, you got to be open to it. Totally. But yeah. music is such an avenue to get you beyond that head yeah. and into your heart, into your soul to actually resonate with a, with a higher power. Well, cause here's the thing. Spirituality is more fundamental than thought. And I can demonstrate that really clearly with babies. Okay. Babies are close to God. Like you see no a little bit, like they're this innocent, beautiful, lovely thing. They don't have conceptual thought. Right. They have no, like there, there is no inner monologue. There is no words in their head yet. Right. But they are undeniably divine. Right. Yes. And so like. Yeah, you can just feel it. You can feel it. Yeah. And they can feel it. They're this happy, lovely, usually, hopefully. Right. I have hope for all parents that the babies are happy, <laughs> lovely creatures. Um, but like you, so. Our spirituality, our actual being in this world is more fundamental than thought. Yes. And so if you get stuck up in thought, it can hijack these truths that we feel on the fundamental spiritual level. And that's what I think religious structures do. Yes. They use these sets of thoughts of these sets of ideas. And and uh, they these ideas go down and they kind of use the felt resonance of truth, of our fundamental spiritual okay. truth. And then mm -hmm. they use that to justify all of their ideas. Yes. I, I, you know, they create programming mm -hmm. like here. Here is your program. Here's your perception of the world. Yep. Here's what you need to think. Mm -hmm. And and usually there's an agenda attached to that. Yeah. Um. If if we've programmed you enough, then you'll continue to stay involved. You'll continue to pay us money. You'll continue to do all these things yep. because the program is so ingrained. Yeah. And that's all in your head. Yeah. It's all in your head. And that's because most religions um, program their practitioners that there is a separation between them and God. If you want to get to God, you have to do it you through the You need to do it through the church. You have to do it. Yes. If you want to have connections to the divine, you have to do it through the pope or through the prophet yep. or do like that yep. is your conduit to God. Right. And that's where I had this pushback from an early age of like, no, I don't think I ever really left my wholeness. 
Like it's, I had I my wholeness as a baby. Yes. And then I was singing from my earliest memories and feeling wholeness. I've had a connection to my, that's the first time I've actually put that together. Yes. I've had this connection to my deep wholeness from the beginning. Right. And I'm lucky and fortunate enough to have been in an environment where I didn't have that taken away from me. That's so fascinating. It's, yeah. I, we need you to rely upon us in <laughs> order to get to God, which actually I, I believe separates people from God. 100%. Right? And it's the exact opposite. They actually need you in order to survive. Yes. The church requires membership, and they try to say that actually you need us. You, the practitioner, needs us, you the church, need us. in order to survive. You and need so, us. Because yeah. without us, without this pathway, without yeah. these ordinances, without all this stuff, then you can't get there. But it's the opposite. They're speaking their deepest fear. Yeah. It's the, we need you. We need you to be in or else we go away. Or else they go away. Yeah. Yeah. So they they almost fearmonger and yeah. force people to rely upon them. People are spiritual. Yes. Yeah. Religions aren't necessarily spiritual. People are spiritual. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think what you just said is very profound. And I think it's hard for some people to understand. Yeah. Um, because they're so reliant upon whatever religion it is. Yeah. If it's a rigid, overbearing religious dogmatic system. They're so reliant upon that that they lose their spirit spirituality so far ago, yep. right? That it's like they don't that their spirit hasn't tapped in yeah. um, that much, and they're they're just spinning in their own head. Well, let uh, me talk a little bit about the difference. Like, I have a formal definition difference between spirituality and religion. Okay. So, my definition of spirituality is that spirituality is our evolutionary disposition towards wanting to categorize and understand what is happening in the world. Okay, I love it. So that's just, it's innate in us. In it us. is like, I am taking in inputs, stimulus from the world, yes. and I want to be able to categorize those things. That's what a mind does. Okay. Like, that's just fundamental to what a mind yes. does. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, religion uses that fundamental curiosity and says to its practitioners, that gives them the kind of what I call this grand bargain that if I, if you just let me tell you what to believe, then I'll give you certainty about the world. Certainty. Yep. Because yes. most people don't, don't have the, don't want to, or have the time or energy or capacity to go in and do this kind of deep dive into the fundamental nature of reality, all of these questions. So it's a lot easier for most people to just like buy in. But here's, like, here's the thing, Michael, that's yeah. so fascinating about that is if you go follow that certainty, that certain way, and you follow that religion, they call that faith. Yes. They, they say, now yes. you're now you're being faithful because mm -hmm. you're following this. And, and I actually yeah. think it's the opposite of faith hmm. because faith is not certainty. Hmm. Faith is... Interesting. Yeah. Fa faith huh. is actually not knowing yeah. the answers to everything. Yeah. And it's like, I'll give you an example. Um, the other morning, I climbed a, a small mountain... Yeah. It was the sunrise. It yeah. was in Southern Utah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Just amazing. The view. Um, and I just felt God. I just yeah. felt peace. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, that's, I just felt that I can't even hardly put it to words. You can't right. It to words. It's an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Do I need to go back and say, well, that was exactly this. Yeah. This is why it would happen to me. And I know the spirit of God comes this way. And this yeah. is what, I think that gets in the way Agreed. of the fact that I just felt that that day, that morning, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Right. And just resonate there, be grateful for it and feel it and know, and know I'm loved. Like I felt love. Yeah. Period. Done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, why does there have to be more than that? Yeah. Well, like, well, why does it have to be more complicated? 
Well, and, and the, the old me though, Michael would be like, well, um, you know, I'm not feeling that more often because I'm not righteous enough, ah, you know, yes. or I'm, I'm right. not doing this or I'm not doing right. that, or I should have, you know, like I should, I should do this or, you know, I shouldn't have been on that mountain praying in a weird way should have been in the temple i should well i should have been reading my scriptures praying in a certain way that was prescribed to me that's the way that i feel the spirit right that like that's the old me yeah and the old me had a hard time connecting to god which is so funny because then if you compare if you compare and contrast that against like the traditional jesus story of like jesus ministering to the whores right like there is no like jesus wasn't like sealed away in some sanctum where he was doing this specific ritual where only he could blah, blah, like that's not, he was out with the whores, with the people that were sick and diseased with like the beggars, with all of the lowest and worst of society. The the, the irony, Michael, man, you could get me going down a rabbit hole here. Yeah, the, yeah. the irony of Christ is that um, in a, in a lot of ways in today's standards, yeah. he looks like a bum. Yeah. Like long totally. hair, yeah. beard, he wears sandals He's around. Like if yeah. I if I wore Jesus garb yeah. to church, yeah. they'd probably escort me out of the church. Yep. So think about that. If I'm dressing like Jesus, yeah, they'd be like, What's wrong with him? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't fit in here. Yeah. Well, that's why I wrote this little essay uh, called The Jesus Problem, where I talk about how uh, Christians in particular have come to worship the path or the path maker rather than the path. So they've come to worship Jesus as this like idol. He's turned into a golden idol. Yeah. He's turned into this like, we have to do all of these things that we say are attributed to Jesus instead of looking at Jesus as the path maker of like, he was like, hey, there's this way of doing things that is really helpful. And maybe you want to try that way. Yeah, interesting. And so we focus so much on him as an individual and deify him and make him perfect. Well, and he's the only way that we get to God. Right. Like it's through his atonement that we get to connect in. But that's not actually what the teaching is. Like when Jesus was saying only through me can you get can you connect to the kingdom of heaven? What he's actually saying, this is something I got from a spiritual teacher named Muji. And Muji had this whole idea that the the through it is the, what Jesus was actually saying, it is only through the eye, only through knowing the fundamental truth of what you are. Oh, wow. You get to, through to God. And we subtly twisted that in only through Jesus. Interesting. No, no, only through knowing the eye can you get to Oh, God. wow. And that, that's really like, this is where I talk about the path versus the path maker. Like, are we focusing on worshiping the path maker or are we actually looking at the path he opened? Oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really fascinating. Just this morning, I was in a group and we were talking about this, mm. and we were talking about how God um, bestows upon you a white stone. I know this sounds weird. Sure. Hang in here with me for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Bestows upon you a white stone, and w- what a white stone symbolizes is um, white is illuminating and it's light, right? Yeah. So it's it's a beaming radiance, and stone is it's eternal. It's and and when you mm. are able to face your fears, step into courage, and know the I, yeah. know yourself, that's when that is bestowed. Mm. Um, yeah. And I know we're going everywhere here, but <laughs> yeah, we are. But coming back to this this talk about Jesus here, yeah. what you just said fits perfectly within that because yeah. ultimately, what is our journey here in this life? And yeah. I I believe that we all do have a purpose. I believe that whatever that purpose is, it's unique to sure. each one of us, that we all have a different resonance. We have a different light. Yeah. And, but, but I also believe that 
there's forces that try to dim it, that try to just like force it down and like, don't yeah. do it. And a lot of that's in our head. It's our thinking. It's our, and, and, and so it's that, that fear-based mentality, which totally. kind of to bring it full circle here, Michael, a lot of that, those voices and that perception is actually programmed into us through all kinds of ways, yeah. through our religion, through our family of origin, through our, our, our trauma wounds, through whatever it is. Totally. Um, but to find God, I think means to kind of unleash yourself 100%. and to just be, to just be. Well, and this is why, to bring it back to the question originally, this is why I am so glad that I like men, specifically because that allowed me to have this break from the whole social structure. I think if I had been uh, yes. a, hetero, a hetero boy, yes. I never would have really questioned the church. But going through this and being like, you'd be mm -hmm. bearing your testimony to me right now. Totally. And that's where I was. <laughs> I'm so thankful that I had this one thing that was like, I can't guys, fit in there. Like, I can't, I can't do that. And it forced me to openly and actively start to question yeah. and be like, wait a second. If this one thing that you are so sure about is wrong, but I know it's right for me, like right. I, there's got to be something here that isn't working. Right. And it allowed me to actually question these programming. So would you say yeah. because of um, the dynamic with liking guys, yeah. right? Um, because of that dynamic, you have been able to um, spiritually evolve and kind of go further because of that. Is that 100%. what you're saying? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, isn't that fascinating? Yeah. It's a blessing. It, I mean, I thought it was a curse at first. Well, because yeah. because um, the teachings are are that you're because of this, and if you're acting on it, you're damned. Yeah, you're like, damned, and you're meant to suffer. Yes, yeah, so like, you're not your progressing. You're mm -hmm. stuck, mm -hmm. and and you might be going to hell. Yeah, right. Like that's kind of the teachings, and what you're saying is because of this, I have actually been able to grow. I was liberated and be liberated and yeah. connect more and understand God more. Yeah because of this. And I'm thankful that I grew up in the church. I really am. I'm thankful that I had all of those experiences that I was able to perform so much. And There's no bitterness and anger Not to all. it because it's been good for you to yeah. go through this whole process. And so much of church doctrine is good right? and is fundamentally wonderful. And that's the problem that I think with religion in general, almost all religions preach the same core set of teachings. Like that's not real. There's, there's like a core set of teachings right. and then they add in like one or two other things, like little say, differences and say that because we have all of this truth, it justifies these other points that the others don't have. Right. Right. But like, no, we could actually just take the core truths on their own and not have to have any add on stories. Love God, love your neighbor. Yeah. Like the two great commandments, just yeah. love, love people. Love people and don't treat people the way you don't want to be treated. <laughs> it's quite simple. It's it really isn't. You, you know all these uh, all these constructs and all this stuff it's all simple. around it. You know it's just like, yeah. You've taught me a lot, Michael, because as I've seen you progress spiritually, um, it's been like it. You know, it's kind of like screwed with my whole system. It's yeah. like what like. Like what? He's supposed to be broken. Ah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not thriving. Yeah, it's like what? Like, huh? This isn't yeah. this isn't adding up the way it's supposed to here. Like, totally. you know, he's not going on a mission like he should, and he blah blah blah. Yeah. And, and so it's been really good for me to experience that with you, to mm. see that progression, to see that growth, yeah. and realize like maybe I need to challenge something about the way I'm viewing the world. Maybe I need to challenge something about my systems 
um, and my perceptions because obviously something's not true here. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been really good for me, Michael. I really appreciate your yeah. progression has blessed my life a ton. Oh, I appreciate so, you saying that. Yeah. Um, you know what, Michael, I, I want to bring you on like over and over again. So I would, I would love to be a recurring. We have just scratched the surface and there's so many other things that we could definitely get into. Um, but I, I hope that if anybody's listening to this, you might be thinking like, what do I do with all of this? <laughs> it is a lot. I, yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. And that's it normal is. when you have a conversation yeah. with Michael. Yeah. It's like, whoa, he just blew my mind and I need to re like redigest this. Go back yeah. and listen to it again. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about a lot of different concepts. I think overall, Michael, if we were to kind of summarize what we're saying here, uh, I want to put this on you. Ah, okay. um, uh, yeah. How would you summarize this? Uh, I would summarize it by saying that the ultimate spirituality and the ultimate religion comes down to know thyself. Oh, I love it. Know thyself. You have to know it in your heart because it's experiential. It's not just intellectual. You can't just have the concepts in your head. So you can be the most pious person in the entire world, but if you don't actually know the spirit of God in you. And, and Michael, I want to just say there's a lot, I've worked a lot with like gay BYU students oh, and there's a lot of people of people <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people who in your position yeah. would have swallowed their truth yeah. would have talked themselves out of it would have lived in hell for a long long time and um when you say know thyself i don't know if you you understand how profound it is that from a very young age you were courageous enough to say nope this isn't working for me. Sexuality is okay. Yeah. Um, sexual pleasure is okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I am okay yeah. as I am. And I'm actually gonna, I'm, I'm gonna step into that. Yeah. Um, you had the courage. I don't know if it took a ton of courage cause it's kind of naturally who you are. Yeah. Um, but you did have the courage to, to just say, no, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually own who I am. So yeah. That's awesome, Michael. And I think you're a, a good example to a lot of people. And if you're stuck in that hell, take Michael's example. Um, mm -hmm. Walk through the, it was still hard to come out, I'm sure. Oh, no question. It was still difficult no to, you know, to face some things and deal with the consequences of people's judgment and whatever. But you know what? That's definitely worth it. 100%. To illuminate your light, to have the white yeah. stone that you have now, yeah. um, and to live liberated and free. So, um, Awesome, you guys. If you like this episode, please um, please share it. And also, please rate and review the podcast. And please leave any comments um, for this video down below. And we'll talk to you later. We'll see you. Bye.